Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello and welcome to episode 50. I am just thrilled that you are here and that we made it to episode 50. It's so very, very, very exciting. And today we have a super special guest for the 50th celebration of the Alaska Tracy podcast, Tandy Wallach. Tandy is and has been so instrumental in my life for the last almost 23 years. She is the uh, founder of Circumpolar Expeditions, which has been around for 30 years. She's led the way in Arctic adventures, uh, providing clients with unique and personalized experiences, whether organizing specialized tours, creating vocational training programs, or providing logistic and ground support for expedition and film crews that nobody else will do. She has a passion for the Arctic as well as her family. It's become a family owned and operated business. And Tandy is instrumental in my life because she helped me to get my first business up and going. Uh, Rub-a-dub dog, it was back in 2001. Uh, I was working a career, I was making a pile of money and I was miserable. And she kept saying, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just quit? started working a business plan and she was one of my advisors. I had four people that I would that were in business that I would consult with and they would help me stay the course and stay focused to keep moving forward when I wanted to jump, when I wanted to run and that business was a success. I was able to kick off that business, get it up and going, run it, operate it and sell it. Tandy has been an insp- inspirational influence in my business life as well as jumpstarting me in the practice of spirituality and turning things over to this higher power. Uh, She is just an amazing source and I feel honored that she said yes to be interviewed. So I'm going to let her tell the rest of her story. So hang tight and let's give Tandy a welcome to the show. Welcome Tandy to the Alaska Tracy podcast. It's only taken 50 episodes to get you on here. (laughs) That's exactly right. Thank you. Thank you. Tandy's been with me through the whole the whole process and and I think you were one of the first subscribers so thank you very much so I I introduced you at your business circumpolar expedition let's go all the way back like I know the story and I can't wait for you to share it all the way back to when you I know it wasn't you that came up with the idea right like but how did how did you become the arctic expert <laughs> yeah it's always amazes me that um, I've become this Arctic expert, so to speak, uh, considering the fact that I'm always cold. 
you know? And I live in Alaska and I work in the Arctic and, and to be now this Arctic expert. So, you know, I had worked for years and years uh, as an executive for airlines and I had always wanted to branch out and with my husband and do our own thing, uh, tourism wise. And so I quit that big time job with the airlines and decided just to go for it. And um, what I did, and I don't know if this was that helpful or not, but at, at that time, it was helpful for me. I gathered uh, probably 10 people that I knew who were professionals uh, in and out of business now or academia, and I gathered them in two sessions, and I invited them to come and uh, to my office and I wanted to present to them my skills. This is what I have. This is what, um, what can I do with all this stuff? Were they, were they friends or were they business colleagues or? They were basically friends. Yeah, mostly all of them were friends, but they were in business or they were in academia. Yeah, so, and I said, hey, look, come down to my office for, for two hours and then I'll feed you pizza. And so I did that in two different sessions and it was interesting to have people that I respected. Uh, I just threw it all out there. You know, everything I had done in my life as far as a career in aviation and that kind of a thing. And um, it didn't give me exactly uh, uh, focus on it. this is exactly what I'm going to do. But I think what it did for me is it, it built up my confidence that I could do something, that these people recognize some of the skills that I had. Uh, and yeah, you can go and do something. So after that, um, obviously, I wanted something in tourism. And uh, my mind was since I live in Alaska, uh, I, I want to take people somewhere warm because I hate being cold. And so I focused on Bali and Vietnam. And uh, Vietnam, because it was just opening up uh, for, for tourism after all those years. And then Bali, because I had been invited to go to Bali and uh, assess tourism over there. And, and then I added Russia, and it looks so weird. You That's know, hysterical. Yeah. Why, why did you do that? Why did I, because Russia came knocking on my door. Aeroflot came knocking on my door. And, you know, so they, um, I said, okay, I'm going to do this Aeroflot stuff or Russia stuff until my Bali business picks up. Oh. And so what happened was that I took off with Russia and the Arctic and then just stopped uh, doing Bali and Vietnam as an economic uh, profession. So uh, I just focused on, on the Arctic. And I had a wonderful mentor. And this man, he was an Arctic, Arctic explorer in the North Pole as well as Antarctica. And uh, he's the one who encouraged me <laughs> to stay in the Arctic. Because uh, he was saying, this is what he said to me, and I know you know this, is that he said, Tandy, you know, the young people have beautiful bodies and they want to go to Bali and Vietnam and lay on the beach and do that kind of activity. He said, but they have no money. 
And he said, you know, people who like to go to the Arctic are older and they, and they don't have the greatest bodies. They, they wear big puffy coats uh, in the Arctic, but they have money, Candy. <laughs> and he was absolutely right. I mean, that quality, that was the kind of tourism I wanted to do. Uh, I always felt, and I still feel this way, that tourism is a learning experience. And it's, it's not, I mean, what I do is not, you know, going to a resort and doing that kind of thing. No, no, no. And so it's a, it's a learning experience and getting involved in the culture and the land and all that kind of a thing. And with baby boomers coming along and having retirement and more money, they want to do that kind of thing. So that's who I, I, I sort of target in a way is those kinds of clients. But, uh, you know, I, I take anything. I mean, so you didn't listen to your head, which mm -hmm. we often do in business. We think we know what, because we want something, right? Like we well, like Bali or whatever. And so, well, because I like it, I'm going to create it. And, right. and you, you started to, but then you really listened and you saw the need for what you listened to what people. Yes. Right? Like yeah. how, so how did you not, because I see it all the time with the, the women and the men that I work with that they'll go after their dream and they're not listening. Mm -hmm. How did you stop yourself? And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did you? Well, I know exactly what you're saying. Well, first of all, those people weren't coming to me. <laughs> they weren't walking on, knocking on the doors. I mean, I had a few people who wanted to go to Vietnam, who wanted to go to Bali, but very, very few. Mm -hmm. So that meant I would have to do a lot more marketing, a lot more money. But the timing was just right for me where uh, Russia was just starting to open up and they started flying into Alaska. And so there was the opportunity and my, my friend, Aner Pedersen, the explorer, kept telling me more and more about the Arctic and about Russia. And because I became very enthusiastic about it. And so I just went for it. And, and the doors were opening. And the doors were opening, yeah. And you were listening, and, and that ties into our little topic, which is meditation. Right. Were you right. practicing right. meditation back then? Yes, actually I was. But it was a form of meditation in, you know, my morning routine. I would do that kind of a thing and then go off and do my thing. But what I found is that when I'm off doing my thing, there are times when I need to go back to that state of mind of meditation or pause and really think about something instead of overreacting to, to different things. Um, and that has helped me. Instead of just reacting, uh, I take a pause. All the time, quite frankly, I do that. When Whether I'm, you know, out on an expedition or I'm with a bunch of business people or something like that, I take a pause to collect myself to, to move forward. And hopefully the right words will be coming. And sometimes I don't even know. You get in this zone. You know, there's this zone that you can get in. And everything is flowing really smoothly. And it's feeling good for you. It's feeling good for them. 
for the tourists, it's feeling good for, you know, the culture and the people that I'm working with. Um, you, you know what that feeling is like yeah. when it's really working. And a lot of people, they think meditation has to do with religion. They'll ask me, well, yeah. what, I'm whatever religion, that doesn't, and meditation is simply the practice of being still so that we can listen, right? So that it's not our ego driving us, which right, right. often that's how I get into trouble is when I'm not pausing and listening. Right. Right. So, so what obstacles did you d come up with throughout the 30 years? Like, can you share one of your biggest obstacles that you've had and how you've managed to navigate through that? Well, I guess since I'm this Russian expert in a way, I mean, I'm not a total Russian. I have a little niche in the Russian Arctic there. I mean, really, though, dealing with Russia has been a challenge, a whole challenge in itself. I mean, I was used to corporate America and doing business in the Western way. And that doesn't really work over in, in Russia. I mean, Ru Russians are, yeah, it's such a large country that in Moscow, they're more Western, but uh, on the Russian Far East, they're Asian. And so you have to think in another culture on how that might look and how you negotiate with them and all that kind of a thing. I mean, I can give you an example of one time I had, um, I arranged for business people in Russia to come over to Alaska and connect up with business people here in whatever um, business they were in. And so I had a, <laughs> I had this small group of businessmen come over and they were chicken buyers, you know, they wanted to buy a bunch of chicken from Costco and export it to the Russian Far East because uh, of food shortages and that. So, okay, so I set them up on how to do that and all that kind of thing. And then, I mean, this tells you, this just shows you a segue that happens a lot with me where, so these chicken guys, they were import exporters. But they saw a brochure for a fish camp, uh, like a $1,000-a-day fish camp to, to go out to Bristol Bay and everything like that. And they thought, man, I have a dacha. You know, I, I, a dacha is a, it's a country house, like a cabin in the woods. <laughs> okay. You know, I have a dacha, you know, and they're getting a $1,000 a day. I can do that. So toward the end of their stay, they come to me and they go, we, we want to, you know, develop tourism now. I want to be a tourism expert. And so I go through exactly what all that means. And, and Russians are big on contracts. I mean, I am too. I like to have a contract as well. But they didn't understand what contracts really were. I mean, this business was 101, not even 101. It was like zero. And so we wrote up a contract on you know, exclusivity and I would promote them and I would send clients to, to, to them to go fishing. And uh, so um, they went back to Russia and everything like that. And I was at a, another conference with a colleague and she was telling me, well, I got these Russians and they've got this dacha. 
and, and they signed an exclusive contract with me to uh, provide all the tourism going over. And I go, well, you know, was that Igor such and such? And did he sign this contract? And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. so you know, contracts to them, you know, really, they're meaningless in a way until they want to enforce it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, had to, I had to learn that. I mean, how, how you do that kind of a thing and uh, the legal aspects of doing business in Russia. Uh, I had to, to learn on that, but that didn't scare me. You know, it was like, I can do this, you know, hey, I, I can do it. Yeah, sure. I can do it. And, uh, and I did it. And, and that's because I had encouragement from uh, mentors who who really encouraged me to go at it and uh, and find how to do this stuff and uh, and then I did it and um, yeah it was great. <laughs> um, have you? So do you still have mentors that you lean on, or or is it more your like your? I know your family's involved now in the business. Right. So right. Right. Well, you know, it is a family business and, you know, with our core little niche here, we try and figure out what we want to do or if a project comes to us and then we decide, well, okay, do we want to do it? And then how much do we charge? And then what are the obstacles that might come up in doing that? For an example, right now during the um, lockdown here, I'm finding that there's a segment of people who are wealthy enough and who are thinking beyond the pandemic. Uh, pandemic. And so like I've had, I had one guy in England who wants to do a, uh, who wants to drive an electric car all the way around the world. And uh, he wanted me to do the Russian part, obviously, and how it can be done and all that kind of thing. But that's for 2021. And uh, but there's people who are still thinking of those adventures. And uh, and that's what I like. I love that that kind of a thing it, being involved in a challenge like that so so how are you is that how are you keeping moving forward without getting wrapped up in fear and you know when's this going to end and what when are people going to travel again and all that how are you well uh, i guess because of the reaction that you know we had with uh, shutting down we had to shut down everything uh for 2020 and um, when I had to shut down an expedition to Russia, um, those people were all still were talking about 2021. And then all my polar bear tour business was totally booked up and all the money was in the trust account and everything like that. Now, when that shut down and we had to let them know that it was shut down, they all went to 2021 wow. and 2022. Uh, so that gives me hope that there are people out there. Now, you know, if 2021 comes and it's not opened up, I'll just have to figure out, okay, well, what can I do? And um, so my fallback is Alaska, obviously. And right now, because of small businesses, particularly in tourism, 
they're hit really hard. I mean, they're mom pop kind of things and they're hit really, really hard. And so how can we redefine what we do um, in, in whatever environment we're in? For an example, now this sounds a little, <laughs> little stupid, but I love salad bars, okay? Salad bars. Yeah, like when I go to uh, somewhere, yeah, I'll have a salad bar, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There, that's gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't going to be any more salad bars at, at all. Now, I can sit and just go, oh, gosh, I want my salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> Think of another way of feeding that need that I have. So, um so one of the stories that I always tell, and I'm sure that you know this too, is that way back when, when the automobile was first invented, uh, before, when we were riding horses and carriages and all of that, and then all of a sudden, we switched over to cars. So what happened to all the blacksmiths? What happened to all of those guys, right? They reinvented themselves to do something in a car or another opportunity. Uh -huh. So that was great then, and now that's not so great. So reinvent yourself in what you're gonna do, and uh, take and, the blinders off and- And you know, ask questions, right? Like listen to what people are asking for. Right, that's, that's right. Right, that's been a tough one for, I yeah. mean, for me in business to ask, but then, I don't know, it's just taking what it's taken, and now it's like, oh, they, they fill, I have people fill out a questionnaire before they join certain things and they provide answers. And right. I'm like, oh, here's what they want. <laughs> well, exactly. Now that's something I, I do with, and that just comes from my aviation and tourism background, is to find out who my clients are. Who are they? So I have a couple uh, sheets that I have them fill out about who they are. And obviously you have to do, you know, the legal requirements of, you know, next of kin and insurance and medical stuff. But then there's another one on what are your expectations? What would you like to do uh, on this trip? Is it wildlife? Is it culture? Uh, is it professional? Find out really what they want to do and then tailor it towards that. And, and, the, and that helps a lot because instead of trying to force them into this great thing that you think is right, uh, what do they want, you know? So I spend a lot of time talking with people prior to them even committing to do anything with me at all. And I think that that's important too, to, to do that and be enthusiastic. And walk away when you have that feeling, right? Right. Like we I mean, both have worked with people that we've gone, oh, why didn't we listen? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I had a couple call me up and they were from the East Coast and they saw my little four day trip over to Russia. And so they wanted to go. So I called up and I asked a lot of questions from them. And they said, well, we're driving, you know, from wherever, Baltimore to, to Alaska. And I go, oh, so are you going to camp along the way? And they go, oh, oh, no, I wouldn't camp. And I go, oh, okay. So what kind of vacations do you take? And they said, we're sort of beach people. 
and uh, you know, after a few minutes more, I said, you know, I'm, I don't think my rustic trick to <laughs> Russia to Siberia is the kind of experience that you would enjoy. So if you get, make it to Alaska and you still want to go, call me. And they never did, which is fine because, you know, sometimes it's best to say no to some of those people. Right. And I've seen what you wear when you go over there. <laughs> and it's yeah. cold all the time. And you have, I'm like, well, I would have to too. I'm cold all the time too. You, I, I mean, I have three layers on right now and it's 60, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, me, too, me too. So, I mean, a lot of people ask me that, you know, how can you, you know, you're, you're, you're always cold. Why do you live in the Arctic? But I can dress for it. You right. see? I I learned from other folks on how to travel in the Arctic and and there again ask questions you know what are you wearing okay well, you know how do you do this and 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 then I listen and uh, I remember it and try and um, go forward with that information. So what's your sleeping bag rated to? Oh, it's the you know it's like one to go to Everest. <laughs> Yeah, you would need yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I mean that's important. Uh, you know, in my, you know, I guess it would be like when you're doing a seminar or you do your uh, thing down out of Homer or something where you freeze for two. Yeah, you freeze. I freeze and I have I sleep with layers on and a sleeping bag and a hat and gloves and I freeze for two nights. Yes. yes. So one of the things I learned early on is self-care. And uh, that, that goes into, I need to have a good night's sleep, okay? And if I'm cold, I'm not gonna have a good night's sleep. So I know no matter where I am, if I'm with reindeer herders or clients or whatever, I can, get, I can hunker down in that sleeping bag and it's my little cocoon and I'm okay, and I'm warm, and the world is outside of that. So, because uh, I have to do that at times. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to places too. So you have to. Oh be yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are there any last-minute uh, tips or tools that you can provide? Talking about meditation or anything business-related that would help somebody who might be just starting or struggling right now well first of all i would say that the challenges that might come up um just look at the challenges you and i have had over the years with technology i mean look at that you know and now where we're at with that and so when a person when i'm hit with an obstacle um i pause and i try and think it through okay how could this work and, and i'm not above bringing other people in as well. I, I know I had this one expedition around the world that I was going to do in a big plane and everything. And I, there again, relied on my friends and business associates. I called them all in again for pizza. And, <laughs> um, and I walked through that trip uh, from the first phone call of a client to how to empty the biffy in Siberia at minus 40. And we came up, okay, hey, how about this? What, what about that? What, and so we collaborated on the challenges. Okay, man, I don't know how to do this. 
So, okay, we'll go and learn how to do it, you know? And so I would say, uh, be optimistic, keep your enthusiasm uh, about you, and don't be afraid to ask questions on, I remember one time I, I was going to the bank to get um, credit card approval, to, and I never had that before. And so my friend and I, who were working on this project, we, we went in there and we talked before. Well, what we want to do is convince that banker that we have this high cost because the higher the cost, the lower the interest rate for the credit card would be. So we both went in there and we're hitting them from both sides. And he was, going, oh, yeah, well, geez, this might be maybe a quarter of a million. And we go, yeah. And he goes, well, what do you think, about a half a million? Oh, yeah, that would, be, that would work. And then, and then anyway, at the end of the conversation, he was writing out a loan for my personal guarantee for a million dollars. And it was God. like, I was completely off with what I was, I had no idea what I was doing there, but I did it anyway, and I learned a lot from that. Wow. The complete opposite of what I thought he needed, and I wanted the end of that conversation to be. Um, so, you know, I, I tried different things, you know, uh, some things work, some things don't work, but don't get discouraged on it. So keep the enthusiasm like you do, you know, you keep the enthusiasm out there yeah. and you never know what might come in the door, you, you know, don't. you never know, you never know, you never know, you never know. So, I was going to say, Hey, what would, what would be the, uh, name brand of the sleeping bag you would recommend? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I think it's Mountain Gear, but I go to I go to uh, REI and get the the, the best. performance. Yeah, the best. You know, and it's hundreds of dollars, but <laughs> right, Mountain Gear. Yeah, yeah, I think Mountain Gear. Yeah. yeah. So, last question, Tandy. Mm -hmm. um, how what what is your definition of success? Okay, that's a good one. You know, you know, in the beginning. Uh, when I had my own business, money was the scale, you know, how much money you make and, you know, what kind of car you're driving and, and all that kind of a thing. And, you know, I found over the years, it's not how much money I make that shows success. To me, it's the work you know, that I do. I don't measure my success on the amount of money. Now, obviously, we need money to maintain and, and do what we're doing. But what I do and how I can help people, I mean, I remember I had this one guy and his wife had died and she, he had never been anywhere. And he came to Alaska and he wanted to be adventurous and go over to Russia, but he was very scared. Uh, about Russia and everything like that. And so I was able to get him on a plane. I knew the flight crew. He was going to go for one day, fly over to Russia for one day and night. And I had the people just take care of him and drive him and do all that kind of thing and then come back. And the crew was all very nice to him and everything. And that, that changed that man's life. Oh. That one little trip there. And, you know, I, I didn't make money on it, but I was able to um, do something for another person. And 
that changed their life, you know? So that's how I measure success. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that's the truth. We've talked a lot over the years and, and you've helped me tremendously. You've helped me get to 50 episodes of wow. this podcast. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? It's taken what it's taken. I wanted to quit along the way. And, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, you had it within you. I mean, I remember when um, you wanted to do something like be a veterinarian or um, <laughs> do a dog wash thing. Dog wash. Well, yeah. Dog yeah. 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 And was it going to be a kennel or not a kennel? And one of the things that we came up with is you wanted to do this is go and learn how to do it. So you went and volunteered your time. You didn't get paid for it. And you worked uh, at a dog washing place. And In you Seattle. Oh, my God. Yes, I cried yes, for three yes, months. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, but you learned it. And then you were able to shape what you wanted to do with that. So, you know, I take a lot of different I mean, courses or... I learned different things from different people along the way. And I just try it and see if it works. And, and you have to have that self-confidence that if you, if you don't try, you won't know if you're going to do it or not. If you're or just hang with people that have the self-confidence for you. Right. Like you yeah. did for me in the beginning. Right. That I can lean into, that you can lean into, and they can kind of push you back upright <laughs> when you're going, <laughs> come on, take the next action. What's the next step? What, what can you do? Go have a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Go take a nap. Go yeah, take a nap. <laughs> Naps are important. <laughs> thank you candy i love you thanks for being I on this too. episode and remember oh how can people find you oh well um and i'll put it all in the show notes okay, circumpolar expeditions and uh we have a website and uh i'm redoing my website and trying to get more social media uh facebook you know you help me with that and that facebook page that you helped me with for the folks on Little Diomede, there I'm still getting people. I have a woman right now who just found that Facebook page and wants to know uh, about how to go over to Big Diomede and find her relatives. So, so back story, real quick, for those that don't know what we're talking about, Tandy was instrumental in connecting Little Diomede Village, right, in Russia. Right. Okay. Who, they're like totally separate from the mainland right right and a lot of them got separated from their families yes it, and, yes exactly i mean their families lived i, I like to say uh their grandma lived like a, across the street in spinard and i lived here and i used to go back and forth to visit my grandma and then all of a sudden due to politics and all of that the Russians picked up my grandma and moved her to Wasilla. And like I couldn't go away. Yeah. yeah, very far away. And so, you know, I didn't know how to do that. When somebody say, hey, can you help us find our relatives? And I go, well, I, I know where they are at. And uh, I used to get 
people say, how are you ever going to find, Russia is so big, how are you ever going to find these relatives? And I go, I know I will. God the minute I got off the plane, there were P- I took an elder with me, and there were their relatives. And I knew that. I knew it. I just knew it. So. And that's one of those non-make it, like, I don't think you made a pile of money helping all these people. Yeah. But that's one of those, you use your connections and your, yeah, I mean, just. That makes me feel good. Yeah, so you that write a book. Yeah, yeah. You should write a book. You have so many stories. I do have a lot. And somebody said that to me before. So, yeah, you do. So stay tuned for Tandy's book. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining everyone. Uh, For those who are watching this video on my YouTube channel, I am sitting in our motor home today. Uh, I wanted to take the business mobile and we have construction going on at the house. So if you heard a snoring dog, a saw or traffic, that's why (laughs) sitting in my motorhome. So thank you for joining in everyone. And remember, please click the subscribe button so you can hear more goodness from Alaska Tracy podcast and share with your friends. Thanks. Until next time, have a good day.